All right, Autumn. So uh, when we go to Disney World, will we be using Genie Plus? No. No? Why not? Because I don't like it. Because you don't, what, you don't want to pay for it or? I don't like anything about it. I've been uh, a downer on Genie Plus since I found out about it. Okay. And I'm sticking with it. You're just going to go with go with it. I don't like it. All right. So I'm Justin. What would uh, what would be a feature of Justin Plus? Mm. Feeding me. Cleaning on demand. <laughs> Buying me some clothes. Taking me shopping. And, Just- and actually going with me shopping, not like just giving me money to go shopping. Mm, that's going to be an upcharge. <laughs> you said you said Justin Plus, so. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast all about Disney travel planning and entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. I'll bet you $7 to $15, depending on the day and attraction demand, that you're going to enjoy today's episode. If you do, please be so kind as to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super helpful, and we really, really appreciate it. Like, a lot. Tons. Also, tell your imprisoned djinn about us. When you have all the phenomenal cosmic power in an itty-bitty living space for all of eternity, it's good to have something like a podcast to pass the time. Today on the show, we're getting to know Robin from Unlocking the Magic Travel. She's going to share her personal experience with Genie Plus with us. But first, we've got news, trivia, and the $12 upcharge to my two-hour standby queue, Autumn. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, Autumn? (laughs) Hello, everybody. (laughs) I'd have a higher upcharge, but... uh... So, earlier today, I was uh, upstairs cooking in the kitchen, and I heard the Marvel music coming from downstairs what were you listening to what were you watching my favorite currently one of my favoriteest marvel movies in many many years shang chi oh i i thought i heard it a couple times i thought you were watching a short or something oh maybe earlier yes there was uh legends i just watched two or three of them it's like five minutes like five Uh. or six minutes and they're like basically edit all the parts of um different marvel characters so that you can kind of just like learn or be reminded of like their backstory and where you are. Now. Got so it was, it. It was I, yeah, I didn't know what it was, but we checked out two or three of them with dupes. Yeah, they're uh, they're like the last time reels, only like set up for the the whole series. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So no, it's cool because there's they are there are so many characters that it's um, especially as movie movies are coming out, it can be like it's kind of like helpful to tune into your favorite characters, even if you've seen the movie, to be able to. Uh, to remember. All right, Autumn, we're going to go right into news. You ready for news? Ready. On the Easy Dizit podcast, we mm. do news a little differently. We do highly suspect headlines. Mm. So in highly suspect, you're making noises like you've never heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this highly suspect headlines. Well, I will. Thank you. Yeah. So highly suspect headlines. I'm going to read Autumn some headlines, some of which will be true, and some of which will be fake news. And it's up to Autumn to decide, or to determine, which is which. The stakes are high. Every week. Every week. They get higher. They get higher. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's very serious. This is a very serious endeavor. All right, so. I'm ready. She's ready. All right, first headline. Disney Plus Day in the parks, Disney illuminated the park icons blue. Like the castle and stuff. Uh, true? It is true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a bunch of things. They. Uh, I didn't know it was a day. Yeah. Till too late, till after the day. Yeah, they made up the holiday. It's uh, November 12th, and it's Disney Plus Day. 
for Disney Plus subscribers, mm -hmm. uh, you can get in the park a half an hour early. Very cool. Yeah, so if you're staying on site, you actually got in the park an hour early with rides running. Oh, because it's the double. Yeah. That's cool. So if you just have Disney Plus, like we do. Yeah. Oh, we, that's if we cool. were there. That's nice. Yep. There are a lot of cool photo opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Grogu at the entrance to the outer edges Aww. of the galaxy. Uh, the one that really looked cool to me is the Kowakian Monkey Lizard at Disney Hollywood Studios. Oh, I'll have to check these. I haven't yeah. seen this. I'll have to check the photos out. Question, is this the first annual yeah. Disney Day? Has there been one before? No, this is the first one, and they say it's going to be a thing from now on. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, and they announced a bunch of stuff. Um, I know Disney Plus, they, they put out a lot of new yeah. movies. They announced your, uh, your series coming yes! out in February. Yes! So I really love The Proud Family when I was young, and I'm so excited that it's coming back. So for those of you that don't know, it's going to be The Proud Family louder and prouder. And so what came out on um, Disney Plus Day was like it's like a brief like one minute kind of trailer for it, and it was really good. So I'm excited. I'm supposed to air in February. Yeah, yeah. They put Shang-Chi out. Yes, we which I would, and I was surprised because that is still like doing very well in theaters. I didn't think it was going to be on Disney Plus yet. Speaking of doing well in theaters, it's not a headline, but Eternals is still uh, top of the box office. It's still top? Yeah. Even though it was tepid reviews. Yes, not very good, but still it's there. It's still top? Cause I, so in re I just want to say this. If you have not seen Shang-Chi, I really encourage you, even if you do the free trial of Disney, to be able to uh, watch yeah. it, to do it. Because yeah. I like watched again, and that's like the quickest turnaround that I've had. We, j we saw it, I think it was the day it came out, and then I just saw it again for the second time. And it's like almost entranced. Like they're like parts of that movie, and you watch it, and it's like I like I I couldn't look away. There's just it's just so well done. It's so well done. So I encourage you to see it. End rant. So here's a tip: uh, instead of going to see Eternals, just watch Shang Chi again. <laughs> yes. No, I'm serious. <laughs> or Wandavision. That's another excellent. But yeah, I mean, yeah, just stay at home, get a free trial. Even if you pay for it, it's cheaper than going to the movies. All right, ready for the next headline? Yes. A whole new world. Disney is latest firm to announce metaverse plans. Sorry. A whole new world. That's right. That's the one. You can't give me anything about metaverse. You don't remember metaverse from last week? Oh, meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook is uh, wants to change. Let me help I you forget. out here. So Facebook <laughs> rebranded the the large overbranching company to Meta. Yes. They're talking about the Metaverse, which is a virtual, an interconnected virtual reality universe that which, Facebook wants to own. That Facebook wants to be, yeah, basically wants to run. But the Metaverse itself is is separate from Facebook as a concept. Oh. And Disney wants to do what to it? Buy it? So, no, you can't buy. You can't buy the Metaverse. Oh, it's like you can't. It's like the of. internet, only virtual reality. Oh, oh, okay. So, okay. True. It is true. Woo-woo! Two for two. So yeah, no real details on this other than Bob Chapek made mention of it during the uh, Wednesday earnings call. Hmm. He said the company is preparing to take a leap into virtual reality. That sounds right. I mean, I feel like with the Star Wars uh, cruise excursion mm -hmm. that I, I felt like I was already prepared for that to be a part of it, yeah. I guess. so. Maybe they could have some kind of virtual reality at home component to tie into the actual real oh, life cruise. Oh, even for like, yeah, the Disney Plusers. Uh, but yeah, I don't, 
have a lot of faith in Disney here. Uh, if, really? Yeah, they have a really long track record of being very bad with tech. It's a big company. And we'll, I'm thinking of Disney War, the book we listened to. Yeah. Talking about the Eisner error. The plans they had to have a an internet portal like would have been like Snap.com or Yahoo, and it was called Go.com, and it yeah. failed abysmally. Yeah. They spent a lot of money on it, and it went absolutely nowhere, except that if you go to the Disney website today, yeah. and I just realized this after listening to the book, it's Disney.go.com. They still have their that oh, domain. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and that's all it is right now. It's just a random extension on the Disney website. Right. I, you know, I guess I get that, but I'm just wondering because of all the things that they own now and all of the innovation that they that they do have, if that could change. Like, I hear what you're saying about past. It's going to need to change, yeah. I don't think they have people that, I, I mean, it doesn't seem like they have people sa- tech savvy in their company right now. Huh. It just doesn't. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I, 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 right? My guess would be if you are thinking about embarking on that endeavor, you would find the people that... I wouldn't go to wouldn't go to Disney. <laughs> the Facebook no, no, no. Disney has Google. money to go find the people that know how to do this, offer yeah. them good yeah. incentives, and then they go work for Disney. Like Maybe. I don't think that would be too hard. Maybe it's their tendency to hire with from within. It's kind of like that um, organization. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Inertia. Yeah. We shall see. All right. Next one. Disney suing Universal to block the creation of a new Harry Potter ride they claim infringes on the on the Rise of the Resistance ride system patents. Disney suing Universal for Harry Potter. That's a long one, huh? Yeah. Disney suing Universal yeah. to block the creation of a new Harry Potter ride that infringes on ride system patents for Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, I wish I knew more about ride system patents. Me too. Because I feel like when I, like I'm generally thinking about rides, I'm like, oh, you'll see different kinds of, like the build of a ride in a lot of different places, right? But it's mm-hmm. not exactly the same ride or it's called something different. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, there's all different so ride like systems. So like I'm imagining, right, that like Universal and Disney, right, like I'm, I'm sure other parks have similar rides, right? They're not yeah. like reinventing the wheel. They just, I don't think it's true. It's false. But I kind of twisted it around. There is a true story underlying. Okay. So a former Universal executive, so yes. someone that used to work for Universal as an executive, has a company uh, called Raven Sun Creative, right? So back okay. in 2014, Raven Sun Creative went to Disney uh, Imagineers with a proposal for a ride system that produces that drop effect. Hmm. And when you're you're in the shuttle and you are ejected from the cruiser before it gets destroyed. Uh, that ride effect, the, that's what they're saying this patent was for. And that was back in 2014, and Disney says, no, we're good, no thank you. And then in 2020, after getting a look at the ride system yeah. they have, the company um, let them know, like, okay, you're infringing on our patent, and they just heard back from them in November, basically saying, we're not paying you. And so, yeah, now they're suing them. Raven Sun Creative is now suing Disney for infringements on uh, that ride system oh, patent. wow. wow. Well, no, I mean, it's just, I feel like someone's always suing them or they're suing somebody else. It's, it's Disney's got a lot of money. Yeah, so people are going to go after that in money, and also Disney's going to try to get their money. Yep. Yeah, all right. Are you going to go on that ride? Are you going on Rise of the Resistance? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You should go on that. Yeah. Well, there's like I a slight drop, but... Yeah, I know, I've seen it. I, it looked like it was equivalent to like a pirate's drop. It'll be uncomfortable, but it'll be like a discomfort I can handle. Okay. All right, last headline. 
It's another one about the Galactic Star Cruiser. So wow. Disney's Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel is sold out for four months. Let's recap. Last time we talked, it was sold out for Did three you? months. Yeah. yeah. That was last week. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm say it's true. So this one's funny because that is a true headline. And it was reported by more than one outlet. I uh, have Good. both Screen Rant reporting that and Gizmodo reporting that. Okay. And it's based on that same earning call where Bob Chapek said, Reservations went on sale just three weeks ago, and the first four months of voyages have virtually sold out for this premium experience. Mm-hmm. Virtually sold out. So what do you think virtually sold out yeah. means? I don't know. It's three and a half months. I just, I looked it up. There's... <laughs> Interesting. And there's still, there's actually availability in March. There's one in March, and there's one in May, and then there's half of June. So I guess that's virtually that's not, is half. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, I was thinking last week when you were saying June. So then I already knew, like, there has to, July already has to be at least half full. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it but it's not. So July is completely open. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I, most importantly, do I get credit for my answer? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you a point on that was, one. Okay. That is a true, but these, uh, like, I don't get why Screen Rant or Gizmodo wouldn't just, like, check. Maybe they're saying those voyages are nearing capacity and only JPEG would have that kind of information. Right. Virtually sold out. It's not virtually all dates are sold out. He didn't say virtually all dates are sold out. Right. Still JPEG. Interesting. Still JPEG. Come on. I mean, I think before we know, I think July. I mean, yeah, I think so. they'll be six months out before yeah. the end of the year. My thing here is just like executives and just the things executives say border the truth, you know, but they're... With some truth. Yeah. You know, Eisner was was, oh. was just If you guys liar. like really interesting organizational psychology, that book, what is it called? Something about war. Disney War. Disney War, which is all about Michael Eisner, is, uh, is really interesting. It's a good book. Um, so yeah, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. For anyone there that's already booked this, easydizit.com. You want to role play during your adventure? There's a cool character sheet there to create your your own Star Wars character. Easydizit.com. Uh, cool. All right, Justin. Uh, is that it for me? Man, I'm done with the news. <laughs> All right, it's so my turn. Yes. All right, everybody. Welcome to um, the the best part of the show, which is Ace Stumps J, where I give Justin trivia on all things related to Disney, and I try to stump him with these trivia questions. So I have one, two, three, four for Justin today. Justin, are mm. you ready? I am ready. Yes, okay. I am ready. Thank you for asking. Are you ready? Yes, okay. I'm still ready. What about now? Mm, yep, ready. Now? Uh, I was ready a second ago. But now I'm ready again. What do the Spirit of America statues at the American Adventure Pavilion represent? You know, I've never been inside this pavilion. I always skip right past the American Adventure. I've actually never been inside. That's interesting. Oh, and I was listening to the Unlocking the Magic podcast today. Yes. And uh, Connie asked Bruce. That's the host. It's Connie and Bruce. uh, She said, what what do you think of when you get to the America Pavilion? And he said, let's go to Japan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was it was funny and so you should listen to that podcast go ahead turn off this podcast turn on <laughs> unlocking the magic it's a better podcast um okay tell you there's all there's multiple <laughs> answers for this all right what do those statues represent there's 12 answers <laughs> this is tough you like you know this so you don't know it 
but go ahead. They represent the original 13 colonies. No, they each have like a theme. Think of... No. No. Okay, ready? (laughs) The answers are adventure, compassion, discovery, freedom, heritage, independence, individualism, innovation, knowledge, pioneering, self-reliance, and tomorrow. Wow, that that's an intense trivia question. <laughs> this is we've got I some champion class <laughs> trivia questions here. All right, all right, I'm here for it. All right, ready? I'm ready. This is uh, trivia question number two yes. out of four. Yes. and I am. There ready. might be a bonus. We'll see how we'll see how I'm feeling. Okay. The Tory Gate in Epcot's Japan Pavilion is modeled after which famous Japanese shrine? I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I don't know. You sure? <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't know any shrines in Japan. All right, it's the Itsukushima. Oh. Itsukushima Shrine. I hope, I believe I'm pronouncing that correct. Thank you. Thank so you for sharing that with me. Yeah. So the Itsukushima. Tori Gate, yep, and Epcot's Japan Pavilion is modeled after the Itsukushima Shrine. Next one. Which science fiction author was hired to help develop the storyline for Epcot's Spaceship Earth? Ooh. So which fiction author... Was hired to help develop the storyline. Fiction's Justin's jam. Right, I've so. got a guess for this, but I'm gonna just try and think for a second to make I sure feel I don't like you know, know who th- this is. I'm gonna just try and make sure I don't know the answer before I make a guess. <laughs> okay. So here's some things that aren't the answer. I know Stephen King, believe it or not, uh, was in talk with writing ride attractions and, uh, with Disney before. I, I don't think this would have been one of them, mm-hmm. especially in the, this when Spaceship Earth was created. We're thinking this is like early 70s here. Um, I'm really enjoying so your reasoning skills on this, though. My guess is going to be Ray Bradbury. Yes. It is Ray Bradbury. Oh, I so like I was like I know this knowledge might be in there, but I really honestly didn't think you're gonna get it right. Like yeah. I knew I thought I was gonna say it, and you were gonna be like, oh. Yeah, it's one of those things that wow. like I know without knowing, I guess. And it could have just Good been a guess you. based on like you know he's a popular fiction science fiction writer. That's crazy. That's great. Good for you. All right. How tall is Spaceship Earth? Hundred ninety nine feet. Ooh, that's very close. Do you want another guess? 198 feet. Incorrect. 197 feet. <laughs> it is an impressive 180 feet tall oh. and weighs nearly how many pounds, do you think? Um, well, I'm going to have to give it to you in tons because when I weighed it, I used a really big scale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so about uh, 27 tons. How many pounds does that equate to, do you know? Yeah, uh, about 52. Incorrect. Dang. 16 million pounds. 16 million pounds wow. and 180 feet tall. Spaceship Earth. Wow. That's almost as big as the regular Earth. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a Spaceship Earth fan, please write in and let us know what you think about that. Is it cool? Did you already know it? Know that info? It's always impressive. Like those, those interesting, really detailed facts about rides at Disney, I do find interesting. Now, if you're interested in hearing what someone who has no idea about Disney World might imagine is inside Spaceship Earth, mm-hmm. check out Episode 7 of the Easy Dizzit Podcast for my talk with Sean. Ooh, that's early on. That's early that's on. early on. All right. I want to go back and listen to that now. All right, Justin, I have a bonus one for you, which I'm also, I'm pretty confident you know, but I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of listeners will find it interesting. Well, I hope so. I already know. Yeah. That's Ready? the goal here. That's the goal. Which World Showcase Pavilion is the only country to be sponsored and aided by a government? Oh, Morocco. Yes, the Moroccan Pavilion, sponsored by 
the Moroccan government. Mm -hmm. The king of Morocco even sent Moroccan artisans to carve the pavilion's mosaics, which I spent, I did not want to leave. So I've only been to Disney World once. It's beautiful. And I just sat there and Justin's like, oh, I want to go check out this ride. And I was like, bye bye. <laughs> I just sat amongst the mosaics. I mean, it is like, that was that was a very poignant part of being in Disney World for me. That was like, wow, yeah. okay, this is beautiful. And I'm really feeling like I'm somewhere else. It was, it was gorgeous. So I would recommend just going and sitting. There's this beautiful, it's like um, all mosaic. There's like mosaic benches. Um, it's beautiful. And you could sit there. You could, um, you know, sit there, have a drink. It's a nice spot to rest. Um, but the definitely spend time there. The gift shop is beautiful. We brought back this beautiful lamp. Um, it's like the perfect kind of mood lighting lamp um, that's like hand painted. Mm -hmm. So Morocco was, we didn't get to, there were still a lot of countries we didn't go to. So next time that would be a plan. But Morocco was hands down my favorite that we did go to. Yeah, it's really cool. But you know what I'm thinking as I'm talking about this and thinking about facts is I, we would really love to hear from all of you. Like, what's a question you have for Disney? Like, what's a, a, a piece of trivia of information that you would love to know that you don't know or a question you have? Because mm -hmm. um, I think that would be cool. And Justin and I might know it. Or if not, it would be a good work for us to find it out. All right. So that wraps it up for Ace Thumbs to Jay this week. All right. Great. So stay tuned for our interview with Robin from Unlocking the Magic Travel. We'll get to know her a little bit, and she's also going to share with us her experience with Genie Plus. Look forward to listening to that one. All right, enjoy. Hello there, and welcome to Disney People, the segment where we talk to people for who Disney is a big part of their life. Today, we have Robin, who is a travel agent with Unlocking Magic Travel, and she's recently come back from a trip to Disney World, and she's got some experience with the new Genie and Genie Plus systems, and she's willing to share some of that experience with us. So, hi Robin, thank you so much for coming. Hey Justin, you are absolutely welcome, I'm happy to do it. Excellent, excellent. So maybe before we get into uh, the Genie Plus stuff, maybe you could just tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure, so I am a travel agent with Unlocking the Magic Travel. In my personal life, I am only slightly Disney obsessed. Uh, you know, we just are annual pass holders, Disney Vacation Club members. Oh, that's it. <laughs> you know, no, no big, only a few bumpers, stickers, some t-shirts here and there. So, so my real passion is having people have the best vacation for their family and their situation. So I really love digging into like your family story, what your goals are, and kind of realizing Disney works for everybody. We just have to learn how to make it work for you. Mm, I love that. I love that. Uh, so can we talk more about your personal history with Disney? Maybe what's your, what's your earliest Disney memory? So you're going to get a kick out of this. My family owned a vacation house in Tampa. Okay. And we were Bush Gardens people and my dad okay would never take me to Disney. Oh, no. I never went until I was an adult wow. who could pay my own way. Wow. Um, and so, you know, like when you're a kid and you're told you can't have something, Yeah. that like then you want it like <laughs> so bad. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. My dad's plan has fully backfired. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, actual earliest memory is my daughter when she was itty bitty on my husband's shoulders watching Happily Ever After. Oh, that's a good one. So, you know, total mom vibes there. And I was like, eh, we're hooked. Let's dive in. 
Yes. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's something that you always wanted to do. And then when you were able to do it, you absolutely loved it. And uh, you just kind of kept going back. Right. Yes. I really was always nervous because I felt Disney was such an expensive vacation. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we my husband's military. We don't have a ton of extra money. So I was like, how is this doable? But I found that I got what I was paying for. Right. Like mm-hmm. I had such an escape from the real world. I forgot mm-hmm. about my work emails. You know, we just went into this Disney bubble and it was like a whole nother world where, you know, everybody was on kind of equal footing. People were kind. Yeah. They smile. They say hi to yes. strangers. Right. Like if, the Disney vibe. Exactly. Yeah. Your kid dropped something out of a stroller. There's like four parents right there to like <laughs> pick it up and help. Like I, I don't experience that like at my neighborhood Target. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just like the rides and attractions for me. It's the community. Yeah. And I was like, these are my people. <laughs> this yes. is me. I feel like there are very few places in the world, well, at least in that I've experienced in the United States, New England, maybe specifically where I'm from, where it's like perfectly acceptable to just start a conversation with somebody and it's reciprocated immediately. Right. Well, and so I'm from the South and, you know, we wave to everybody and you say hi, <laughs> but like being military, right? We've lived so many places where like I wave and I'm sure they're like, who is yeah. that woman waving at me? Yeah. The person will like look behind them and then scowl at you. <laughs> and so like, actually one of the things that was like my big hook that, that told me Disney was more than a destination. It was a community mm. was that unlocking the magic community itself mm. because it was folks who really cared about the community. Like it's a family. Like, you know, if you see somebody and they've got a bumper sticker for Disney, you're like, my person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, it, it was that crossing that threshold of realizing this isn't just a destination. It is like, these, these are humans. This is a community where people actually like legitimately care about you and your well-being. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, so let's get into uh, this trip. So you went, it was last weekend, right? Right, last weekend. So you went down, and just for the weekend, for like two days in the parks? Flew in Friday morning, flew out Sunday night, um, did three park days. So literally went from the Orlando airport Magical Express to Animal Kingdom. You made made the most of your time. That's awesome. (laughs) Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, what, which um, of between like the Genie, the Genie Plus, and the individual attraction selections, which of those services did you use? So we used all of them over our three days. Um, okay. First day we did Animal Kingdom. Um, we utilized the individual attraction selection. So we paid for Flight of Passage <laughs> and we paid for Remy. So the Ratatouille ride. Got it. Because we wanted to not only experience the individual attraction purchase, but also park hopping with it. Oh, I got it. Yep. I got it. And then we did all three days. So Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios with Genie Plus. So we did the $15 a day add-on. Got it. Each day. Got it. Yeah. I know you're, uh, you're a travel agent and I've you know, seen your socials. You've, you've done some research on this system before heading down. Uh, when you got down there and looked at it, What was your reaction? Did you feel prepared? How did it strike you? I was very overwhelmed. So I thought going in, I was like, I got this. This is, you know, easy peasy. I've used my Disney experience app a million times. Sure. It is a totally new look. 
And where my brain wanted the buttons to be was not where Disney has put the buttons. <laughs> Got it. So you know like when you get in a rental car and like the windshield wiper and blinkers are <laughs> yeah. opposite? Yeah. Like that's how I felt. Like I knew how to drive the car, but like I kept turning the blinker on when I wanted to turn yeah. on the windshield wiper. <laughs> Got it. So you were you were walking around the oasis with your turn signal on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will say by our third day on Sunday at Hollywood Studios, I was feeling more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that I think there was like a little bit of kind of muscle memory and learning the system. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there were three of us as travel agents there who are really comfortable in the parks. And all three of us were kind of a little frustrated with how challenging it was to use. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think that your experience with the app and the parks, do you think that made it easier or harder for you to use the system? So I think it's it's a both and, which is really frustrating, mm-hmm. right? Like, because I know what the My Day tab used to look like, Yes. like, I could go through that in my sleep. Yes. And so I think I may be carrying some of that muscle memory and that experience and being like, this is different. I don't like the change, right? It's slowing down and asking myself, is the change bad or is it just change? Mm. And so I, where I landed in kind of res, like retrospect of this trip is I think it, it's changed. It's not necessarily bad, but it, it is a learning curve. So the folks that don't have a ton of experience, I think may have a bit of an edge from the simple fact that they, they have no expectations right. going in. Um, Now, that being said, our experience really let us know what in the app, I think, or what in the Genie Plus system is a crowd control Mm -hmm. and what is a legitimate recommendation. Yeah. You know, so I think I think it was a both and the experience was helpful to know we're going to ignore this or we're going to utilize this. Right. And then there's a layer of frustration because we we knew what it was. Right. Yeah, I've seen reports of like the the Genie app making recommendations to like head over to the treehouse at like 8:45, you know, which like you and I know, or anyone like rec- making a recommendation to a friend, you'd probably say, you know, probably ride the bigger rides that early in the morning. Yeah. Save the treehouse for later. Speaking of the treehouse, there was a moment where we're standing there, just kind of in the shade, having some water, and there was a line to go on Swiss Family Robinson. So it's working. <laughs> and I, I was just like, oh, oh no, this is not, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and I'll admit, like as a parent, I was kind of sad because Swiss Family Treehouse is like my secret weapon. Yeah. I grab a drink and I sit in the shade. My daughter goes in one end and I sit at the exit. Oh, that's and nice. So, she, you know, she's nine, so she yep. feels all like she's got this freedom, like, oh, oh I'm doing a yes. thing on my own. And I'm like, I'm at the exit. You can't get away from me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, oh, no, if there's all these people on this, it's like my secret's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Overall, what were your impressions of Genie Plus as a value for $15? <sighs> so that's hard, I'm going to admit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was team fast pass, mm-hmm. And so going from something free to something paid it's hard that's hard right and then when ticket prices increases so it felt like it's like it feels like a double whammy yeah now i think in a couple of years when i've forgotten about the ticket price increase Mm -hmm. like maybe i'll feel differently like right now it was just two big things at one time kind of you know it was a gut punch yeah for that being said it does what it's supposed to do right genie plus is 
a way to do crowd control. It's a way to not stand in line. You can book in a, you know, I mean, it, it does what it's advertised. I don't think there's any kind of false advertising with it. If, if not waiting in line is important to you and you'd rather spend time, you know, having snacks, watching parades, cavalcades, and you just want to check in for, you know, Jungle River Cruise and come back in an hour. Yeah. It does exactly that. And so I think for me, I try to look at it through the lens of like being a travel agent. Yeah. It's hard to say whether or not it's a good value because I think it's so dependent on the family. Yes. Right. So it might be valuable for some and, and not for others. Right. Well, what are maybe some like guest or family characteristics that might go into that recommendation? I think if this is a once in a lifetime trip, mm-hmm. once every five years, or you're taking maybe somebody who has mobility issues or being at the park all day feels challenging for them, mm-hmm. right? Like it's definitely a layer of accessibility and it kind of, in a, like I don't want to say guarantees, right? Cause nothing at Disney's guaranteed, mm-hmm. but it gives you a little like trip insurance, right? Like if this is a once in a lifetime trip and you have to go on Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, this is your way to do it, right? Yeah. It, it takes that layer of stress out of that once in a lifetime trip. Yeah. Because I know like I've had so many clients who, you know, we're dropping so much money. This feels so important. I don't want to miss anything. Right. And there always tends to be that one adult who's the planner of the family. Right. Sure. And I feel like the stress falls on that person yeah. and they don't get to be on vacation. They have to be the organizer. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I think Genie Plus lets everybody be on vacation. That's great. That's great. I like that. That's a good plug for Genie Plus. They're going to want have to send that clip to Disney. That's really <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I see that. So if, if you can take an ounce of that burden off, absolutely. Uh, especially considering the price of the ticket and the vacation. Hmm. So I, I noted that uh, D- Disney has said that Genie Plus, they're not going to sell out. Right, They'll, you'll always be able to pr- buy Genie Plus, but I imagine that the ride selections, though, if they're all taken up, and the later you get in the day, they're going to get pushed back further and further, and maybe availability for the more popular rides won't be there. So I was concerned at first, like, well, will I be able to know what's available before purchasing Genie Plus? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> so. I think this is where as like the travel agents, as the folks who spend like our work hours learning the system, it's where kind of our expertise comes into play. You know, the same way you kind of use a crowd calendar, right? If you're going on July 4th, that's a totally different trip than if you're going on August 20th, right? Mm -hmm. You can kind of look a couple days in advance, right? And kind of get like, like a feel for it. So when we're looking at this trip that we just did, we knew we were doing a Hollywood Studios day and we knew we only really had a half day because we had to get to the airport. Mm -hmm. So what we did the week leading up to it is we kind of tracked it in the app ourselves. Okay. And so we're kind of looking at like, hey, what's selling out early? What's not selling out? And kind of made a plan based upon our must-dos. Got it. And the trends that we were watching coming up. I mean, there's some really obvious things I think that, you know, there's the really popular ride, Slinky Dog, you know, Jungle River Cruise, which is the Jingle River Cruise right now because it's coming up on Christmas, right? Like, yes, you you know what's going to be popular, right? And so at 7 a.m., if you're on property, when those lightning lanes open through the Genie Plus app, you know, you prioritize the same way right. we did with Fast Passes. Right, that right. If you had a must-do that was a popular ride, like, you know, maybe that's what you should book first if you care about it. I will say when you open the app and you're looking and you've already purchased Genie Plus, you can see next available time before you book the lightning lane. 
and you will see that there are rides that it's available in five minutes right and rides that it's available in six hours got it and then when it does sell out the the button grays out so you can't select it so it becomes pretty obvious within the app once it's not available got it and you can kind of you know, when you open it a couple of times, you'll start to see these trending things because you refresh the page and the time moves out or it doesn't move out. Got it. So you have you have some idea of what's available before you make the purchase on that day. Right. Great. Good. Did you uh, did you end up rope dropping any of these days? We rope dropped Saturday at Magic Kingdom and we rope dropped Sunday at Hollywood Studios. Uh, when the park opened, we were still on the airplane on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> So on those days, did you notice a difference with early park and? Yeah, so there was a lot of, well, we were staying on property, right? So which meant we we had the benefit of like Magic Kingdom, for example, technically open at nine. Right. But that meant being on property, we could get in at 8.30. Right, right. Which actually meant they let us in about 8.16. Okay. Right. Good to know. So the, the previous rope drop before this like living or not living, but like staying on property, right? I, I guess I go too much for that slip. <laughs> <laughs> Is like they wouldn't guarantee the ride would start until park opening. Right. So like you could get in line for Space Mountain, but if park doesn't open until nine, they may not start running it. Right. Rides start running at 8.30. So that that's like been a, I didn't realize that on property advantage until I felt it. Yes. Because when they said 30 minutes, I was like, well, that's not much. And it felt like a reduction from one hour, right? Yes. However, what they like, and I don't know why Disney isn't telling people this. Rides are open at 8.30. Yeah. Not you can get in the park at 8.30. And it's every day. This is a huge yes. advantage for on-site guests. It is. Huge. Right? Like, I'm like, as much money as Disney spends on marketing, they are not talking about the right things right now. Yeah. So we were in line for Space Mountain at like 8.20. Mm-hmm. And it was running. Nice. Which has never happened in the past. So that was fabulous. So when we rope dropped, we knew we didn't want to buy Space Mountain. Right. That was not part of our game plan. Right. So we rope dropped it. Right. And we were able to ride it. And I will say I was I was surprised at the number of people who purchased Space Mountain in the 9 a.m. time slot. Mm. So again, to me, there there's a value in having probably a travel agent who has researched this because I would not recommend that to my clients. Right. Right. Like there's an advantage to rope dropping. And I would hope that a travel agent would direct you in the best bang for your buck yeah. kind of experience, yeah. you know. Uh, that's a great example of, of good advice from a good travel agent. Yeah, I mean, riding those individual, if you can, if you can rope drop and riding those rides that aren't part of Genie Plus, but are individual attraction selections, you could stand to save yourself a good amount of money. Right. That's great. Right. And and on that note, I mean, on that, the advantage of talking to a uh, travel agent, Genie itself, my impression when it was initially released uh, was that this service, this Genie service, the day planning service, the itinerary service, was designed to help people who are very unfamiliar with the parks have a good time at the parks uh, without extensive planning prior. But having read some of the reports on the Genie, just the Genie service itself and the, the planning that it provides, I honestly think talking to a free travel agent might be a much better value than even the free thing they're offering. Am I I off base on that? What do you think? Uh, I think you're 100% right. I think that the challenge right now, and to be totally honest, is people like, well, of course travel agents are saying that. Yeah. I hear that that's the other side of that pancake. Yeah. You know, everything has two sides. But I will say for like me, I put in, I love the villains. I said I wanted all the thrill rides and that, that we were very tall. So like I wanted it to eliminate rides that were good for short folks. Oh. 
Um, Cause I was just like, I was kind of playing around with the system to see like, what would it recommend? Me? Yeah. And it recommended Swiss family Robinson, magic carpets and the carousel. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's literally the opposite <laughs> of what I told you. So I was like, well, maybe I, you know, Disney IT, right? Let me exit the app. Yeah. Let me retake the quiz. Yeah. It gave me literally the exact same options when I took the quiz with different answers. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like, I've got it. Like, I'll be honest, like Disney's going to be mad at me. Right. But the genie system, the free system is just pure crowd control. Yeah. I think it, it has to be. If you want to take the optimist approach, genie free version, day planning services is trying to get folks to maybe view the unappreciated things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like you could take that lens. Yep. Like not everybody goes on Swiss Family Robinson and nine year old loves it. Yep. So like maybe, I, maybe that's a good thing. I agree. But if you've put in that you want thrill rides and it recommends Swiss Family Robinson, right? Like Something's up. It's not providing the service they say they're going to. And even if you want to take the whole travel agent thing out of it, right? Say there were no such thing as travel agents, I would recommend a 20-minute conversation with someone who's been to Disney a couple times yeah. <laughs> over the GD itself. Yeah. And, you know, again, I've got, like, I'm trying to be super optimistic because I feel like Disney's not in the business to make me not want to go back. No, absolutely. Their goal and their bread and butter is that once you're in, like, you're Disney, right? Like, you're going to go back. You're going to go back. And so I have to believe there's a layer that, like, they don't want to make us upset. They don't want to produce a a product that's not great. But absolutely. But I think this one misses the mark. Yeah. And and it might be a matter of adjusting. Maybe they're going to fix it. I think they're going to fix it or get rid of it. I don't think they'll keep something around that people are laughing about or, you know, aren't satisfied with, I should say. Right. Right. Yeah, totally covered early park entry definitely wanted to talk about that do you have yet yeah, do you have anything else on genie plus or just your experience on the weekend before so there was there was a couple of things that really surprised me it was it was a fabulous weekend in that we had so many weird things happen i had a lot of like oh man i didn't know that they didn't advertise that huh. we ran into probably five or six different situations that i don't normally experience one of them on a trip and so we got to go to the the guest experience umbrella a few times oh yeah the blue umbrellas the blue umbrellas right so that's something i'm trying to to remind folks is you don't have to walk all the way to the front if you have an issue mm-hmm. right utilize those blue umbrellas the guest experience folks they're typically the cast members that have like a bright blue shirt on mm-hmm. they've got like a big ipad like they are there to help we saw people constantly feeling like they needed to walk to guest services at the very front of the park oh wow and so like with anything you know, there's going to be glitches. You're going to have issues. I 100% of the time found that guest services, the folks in the blue shirts, helped us solve the problem. Awesome. So when you run into an issue, don't get upset. You know, take a breath. Go to guest services. And in my experience is Disney will work with you to make it right. Awesome. Yeah, they're customer service. That's definitely one of their strengths. They, When you're not satisfied as a customer, they do want to fix that. Right. And I think it's important for folks to realize, like, we're on vacation because our lives, you know, are busy at home. And these folks are not on vacation. This is their job. Mm-hmm. So taking a breath and realizing, like, the cast members are human. Yeah. You know, and and their job is to get through the day and make us have the best vacation as possible. They're not there to make our lives harder. Um, So just being kind to the cast members in this process, right? Like they're learning it with us. Yeah, and I think you'll get much better results when you're when you come to them with kindness. They're going to be great Disney customer service either way, but it's going to maybe be a little bit greater if you if you bring that kindness with you. Right. 
And then the last kind of thing I was completely shocked on, and I, I am now like a huge fan of it. When they announced that we were going to get these virtual lenses yes, um, for like photo taking with Genie Plus, I was like, oh, whatever. I was like, what are you talking about? This is not, I don't need to pay for this. <laughs> they are hilarious. Are they? Like, I have to tell you, we when we were in line, a couple of times we weren't using the Genie Plus and we were testing the standby wait time. Mm-hmm. We had a blast <laughs> using these filters. They are so interactive and funny. Like, again, I'm like, Disney, you are not talking about this. I totally was like, I wasn't even going to open it. Yeah. And then I opened the lenses and I was like, oh my goodness, these great. are amazing. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to look for some videos on that. There was one thing I wanted to ask you about. Did you find yourself using your phone more during Genie Plus? So... I feel like it's important to say, like, what time are we comparing it to? Yeah. Like, pre-COVID, it feels a lot the same, right? Like, I think pre-COVID, you know, you got your three fast passes, you open another one, right? right? right. So, like, you were on your phone then. Yes. I would say, like, since the reopening under all the COVID precautions, I love not being on my phone. Mm. But now, I feel like I'm just kind of back where fast passes were. So if you haven't been since the pandemic, I think it'll feel the same. But if you're used to the the pandemic protocol time era when we we didn't have lightning lane or fast passes, you'll definitely notice an uptick. I mean, you know, my packing list has my battery pack back on it. Got it. Which, you know, if I forgot that during COVID times, it was like, oh, well, you know, we'll survive. What did you love about not being on your phone while you were at the park? I realized I am never in pictures. Oh. So, like, as the as the mom, as the, the person on the family that plans the trip, I'm always taking pictures of my husband and my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm always taking pictures of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I, if I didn't have my phone out because it was, like, shoved in my backpack, we utilized the photo pass way more. Oh. And so now I'm like, I'm in the pictures. Yes. Oh, that's a great benefit. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that I was, I'm in the pictures of my family, and I felt so much more... So there's two ways I think I go to Disney personally. Like mm-hmm. one, I go to Disney because it's time with my family. Mm-hmm. And one, I love the attraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm using Genie Plus, I'm there for the attraction. Uh, that makes sense. If I'm there for a day with my family where I'm noticing the music, I'm noticing like the concrete walkways changing from world to world. If yes. I'm noticing the rails and like, right, there's two different ways you Disney when you're like here for all of it yeah. versus you're here for like, I'm going on Space Mountain. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's value in both. I don't think either's wrong. But I think owning which way you're going to go in the moment. Am I here to ride an attraction or am I here to just like soak in the space? So Genie Plus forced me on my phone because it's the only way to access it, which forced me to be there for the attractions. Like I made that financial commitment. Right. We're here for the attractions. Oh, no, that's great. And I like that. You, so you made the distinction between those two different modes, but one isn't necessarily bad and one isn't necessarily good. They're just two different things. Right. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, Robin, this conversation has been super enlightening for me. I'm sure a lot of people out there would benefit from similar conversations with you around their own personal needs. If they wanted to give you a call and get your help with uh, planning a Disney Universal or other type of vacation, how might they do that? Yeah, so I am at Unlocking the Magic Travel with Robin. You can find me on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram. I'm mildly on TikTok, although (laughs) I will say 
not very good at it, hey, but I am present. I can relate to that. Uh, so yeah, I'll put all those links in the show notes. And yeah, Robin, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us today. Absolutely, Justin. It was phenomenal. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Check out easydizit.com for more info about us, to contact the show, or to get that free character building sheet if you're one of the people who have already booked a voyage on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Or maybe you just want to hang out with your friends and pretend to be spice merchants. It'll help with that too. The best way to support this podcast is to support the people who come on and make it possible. If you're planning a trip to a Disney park, Disney Cruise Line, or maybe even aboard that Galactic Star Cruiser, I gotta say, giving Robin with Unlocking the Magic Travel a call is just a really good idea. She's got the skills to pay the bills, as the kids say. Well, the kids maybe 20 years ago, they they would have said that. Anyway, Robin is super knowledgeable, diligent, and has an enthusiasm about travel planning that you, you can't help but get caught up in. Check out her contacts in the show notes. All right, until next time, easy dizzy.